Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Welcome to another okay. Bears Nation podcast. This is Josh. Jake. And this is Chris. If you're listening to us, that means you've came back for another episode. That also means you've probably heard the news that Khalil Mack is a Chicago Bear. Guys, let's talk about this. We could talk about this for hours, but we can only fit it let's, into an, an hour podcast. Let's so let's do it. this. So go ahead, Jake. Um, I mean, yeah, Khalil Mack is a Chicago Bear. Uh Something that a lot of us were very skeptical uh, skeptical about all offseason. Everyone was well aware of the fact that Cleo Mack was available. For whatever reason, the Raiders were shopping him, were listening to offers on him. Um, despite him being 27 years old, the prime of his career, an all-pro player, arguably the top defensive player in the league. And for whatever reason, he was available. There were rumors and whispers that the Bears could go get him. I don't think any of us really believed that that would happen uh, because we know Ryan Pace doesn't really make huge moves like that um, other than the draft day move to move up and get Mitchell Trubisky. But, I mean, here we are, Saturday morning rolls around, and Cleo Mack is a Chicago Bear, uh, the same man that has had 36 sacks over his last three years, was – an all pro at two positions in the same year. Uh, it's just, I mean, what more can you say about this guy? He's an absolute monster. I mean, it, it, they're literally calling him the monster of the midway. Um, I mean, this puts the bears in top five defense territory. I think it's, I mean, to me, it still doesn't feel real. It really doesn't. Um, but it, you know, adding a top three defensive player like that to an already really good defense is just, I mean, it's 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 really it's just exciting times right now. Um, that's the best way to put it. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be interesting to see uh, what he does uh, or what his stats look like at the end of the year. I want to see um, if he's getting double teamed. Who can who can step up and and produce? Whether it's Leonard Floyd, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, whoever can, whoever it may be. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of interesting interesting things. Um, to look forward to this year uh so so yeah i can't can't wait for it all right so where were you guys when this happened so go ahead and and, and then kind of your reaction when you did see that it happened um i woke up uh as has been documented i go to the university of illinois in champaign uh shout out to my other fellow Illini out there mm-hmm. but i woke up as a member of the media here in champaign i had to go to the football game uh, and so I woke up nine o'clock, quickly rolled through my notifications on my phone, see if I had missed anything, 
see a little blurb about Cleo Mack is now a Chicago Bear. I say to myself, no way. Get ready, get dressed. I got to get to the press box. I get there, sit down. <laughs> Somebody uh, who also works in the same media, uh, the newspaper that I do here, comes out to me and says, you saw Cleo Mack's a bear, right? And I said, that's real? And <laughs> he said, yeah. And so I went on Twitter and saw everyone going nuts. And like Chris said, it still just doesn't feel real. So for me, um, I had literally, like, when I mean just woken up, like literally just woken up, like I'm talking within a minute or two. And um, I was scrolling on, I, I got on Twitter um, and then I saw a tweet from Ian Rappaport saying that the Bears are, are one of the teams in the hunt for Khalil Mack. So I was, you know, I was pretty excited to see that, you know, that report come out of come out of nowhere virtually. Um, and then I literally just refreshed it one time and then Schefter tweeted um, that the Bears had traded for Khalil Mack. And I was I was going nuts. I ran downstairs and told my dad and and he went nuts. And it was just it was crazy, man. It was crazy. It was all like 8 a.m. too, and my whole household was just going nuts. That's awesome. Uh, so I live in Hawaii. Those of you who are listening, if you didn't know that, I do. I live in Hawaii. And um, the six-hour difference killed me because I, I happened to have gone to bed at 1 the night that it – oh, it was 1 o'clock my time, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time. And so I had just gone to bed. I had just gone to bed, and the news started to come out. And so I had been sleeping for like eight hours, woke up. My phone had, had like a million notifications, and I was like, are you kidding me? How did I miss How did I miss the, the this whole thing? Usually I, I'm ahead of the game because that stuff does come out at like 7 a.m., somewhere around there usually. And so usually I'm the one that's awake still. And I, but for some reason I'd fallen asleep right before it happened, and uh, – but when I did wake up, it was it was amazing. I was bragging about it all day because I, I have a have a friend that's a 49ers fan, and their season just keeps kind of getting worse and worse as life goes on. And um, <laughs> um, so it's just nice to be a part of a team that's trending up, you know, a team that's that's got potential. So, uh, yes, it is very, very good news. Um, let's talk about the trade and what uh, the Bears gave up. So the Bears gave up a first-round pick in 2019 and 2020, a third-round pick in 2020, and a sixth-round pick in 2019. Um, but they also received a, a second-round pick in 2020 and a conditional fifth-round pick in 2020 as well. How the heck did this happen, and why Why did the Raiders let him go? I mean, we could talk Un- about this. Unbelievable yeah. that they yeah. got a second-round pick back. Yes. Like, preposterous. Like, it is astronomically questionable how this happened like getting Khalil Mack back rhyme not intended but getting Khalil Mack is a highway robbery in of in and of itself I mean to get a second round pick too I mean it, it makes no sense like there are still quality second round guys that you could find in any draft in the second round I mean the Bears got Anthony Miller this year in the second round they got Adam Shaheen last year um Cody Whitehair, I think, was a second-round pick. I mean, it just – how? How does that happen? You're John Gruden. You're giving away a superstar player for draft picks, and then you end up giving up a high-round draft pick away? It, it just doesn't make sense. That, that math doesn't work out. 
Yeah, and I the most basic way I could I could uh, I've I've heard it told is would you would you pick up Khalil Mack next year in your first round pick or in your first yeah first round pick as your first round pick? Yeah, you can absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and that's the times, most yes. yeah, and that's the most basic way that I've I've heard it. And so those of you listening, um, to make it make sense, like next year, would you pick up Khalil Mack in your first round? He's your first round draft pick next year. Next year, the next way to look at the next pick is we all we did was move from our first round and got pushed back to second round. So we still have, right. like we still have that pick. It just got pushed back. So it didn't disappear or anything. And then we gave up some later round picks and we even got a conditional fifth round pick in the deal too. Like, right. like I don't, honestly, it's a fleecing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nuts. Um, I mean, the, the way I think of it is you're getting back a superstar player, a guy who is established in the league. He is a top three player, defensive player in the league, arguably the best defensive player. He's an all pro level talent. You know, this, this is an established guy. You know what you're getting. And you get this guy for giving away two players that you hope will be half of what this guy that you're getting is. I mean, anybody that you pick with that first round pick, you're hoping is half of what Khalil Mack is. And in 2020, they're debatably going to be <laughs> the 32nd worst team. So we're going to get pick 33 potentially. Uh, Correct. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, when I, I you could you can go back to my Twitter and, and see that I tweeted this out. But uh, originally, when I first heard it, I thought it was pretty expensive. Um, but I'm if you know me as a person, I'm a really really conservative person when it comes to to gambling and taking chances. And um, so my first thought was, man, first two first round picks, like you you just don't know. And then the details started to come out, and to know that we got a second round pick back. Um, and then to know that we got a fifth round pick back, to know that we got stuff back in the trade, I it's no longer a gamble. Like we scored in this trade, and there's no other way to look at it. Um, the other, but the other side of the debate, which has nothing to do with the trade, is was Mac worth the amount of money that the Bears had to pay to obtain him and keep him? And Chris, would you like to hit on that? This is actually a no-brainer. There's absolutely no question about it. Um, you you just when you get a player like this you you do everything you can to keep him and the Raiders did the exact opposite for whatever reason, um, but yeah I don't know what's going down there in Oakland but um, yeah you know he's just one of those type of players he's once in a generation honestly um, you know it's him and Von Miller and. I don't think we'll see a pass rusher as good as those two in a while, to be honest. Those two in their primes are just insane. Um, And we have one of them now. So it's just, it's just, it's all mind boggling. Um, But he's, he's absolutely worth every penny. Okay. So because of Khalil Mack, does this make us a playoff team? So I don't, some loyal listener, if they want to, can go pull the tapes, but I think we were all predicting about seven or eight wins, right, for this team before Cleo Mack. I think it was at, we were at eight. I think we were at eight. Yeah, so we're around that. So we'll say the seven to nine range. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think Cleo Mack puts you firmly in 10 win territory. So I would say yes. Chris, what do you think? Um, I would definitely say yes. Yep. I, I'd have to agree with, with about. 
10 wins. Nine or 10 wins sounds about right to me. Yep. Yeah, I honestly think this puts us so far the ed- over the edge. It's not even funny. The reason why I had them not going to the playoffs was because of the lack of outside pass rush. But what this does for our team affects more than just pass rush. This now affects timing of the quarterback. This now affects wide receiver routes um, having to be absolutely perfect on offense um, for the opposing team uh, for quarterbacks to be able to just get it out as fast as they possibly can. So not only do you have to have a great quarterback, but you have to have awesome wide receivers to go against guys like Kyle Fuller and Prince of Mukamara who have proven that they're no joke either. Um, and so what this pass rush does, this type of pass rush, not just not just Aaron Lynch in his prime, like this is this is Khalil Mack, like you said, Chris. This is legendary <laughs> skill. Um, and what he's going to do for our team, uh, we were kind of talking about it earlier. Uh, Chicago sits at seven, tied with LA, LA Chargers. Uh, sorry, tied with New England, New Orleans, and Washington. Oh, so they, there's a bunch at seven. But anyways, 42 sacks last year. Uh, and that's without that elite uh, pass rush. And um, I'm just so excited about what Vic Fangio can do with this guy. I mean, I was just going to say that I, I think this you, – you were saying, Josh, like this changes how your entire outlook of a defense this changes how offenses will operate. I mean, this changes how an entire team prepares leading up to the game. This changes how a team practices, how a team goes through their meetings for the entire week. I mean, this one player – is one of the most feared presences in the league. And now you guys got you got guys who aren't going to be able to sleep at night. Not even just quarterbacks, offensive linemen too, offensive coordinators, offensive line coaches. I mean, these are guys that uh, – Cleveland is the type of player that just changes a whole team's week. It ruins a team's week, and they haven't even played them yet. Speaking of the 49ers, I mean, think, think of Mike McGlinchey. He's a rookie offensive lineman. The Bears play the 49ers later in the season. I'm sure he's already thinking about something like that, of facing Khalil Mack, a guy who can stand up or put his hand in the dirt or, and still figure out ways to get to you. I mean, it's just – and, I mean, can you tell I'm excited because I'm just talking really, really fast? But like, <laughs> it's just it, – it I'm very excited to see what they can do when you pair Mack with Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman and Leonard Floyd because, really, in Oakland, Mack was the only threat on that defense. Their defense wasn't very good. I mean – Khalil Mack was really the only threat on that defense, and now you put him with other weapons. I mean, it, I'm very excited to see what it does for this defense and how offenses try to attack them. And I say try very, very specifically. Yeah, uh, the craziest thing to me is how um, we all had the Bears, like like you said, Josh, at uh, or like you said, Jake, at seven or eight wins, and now we're saying ten wins just because of one player. Um, I mean, and I, I feel like that speaks volume to how good of a player he is. Um, and like, like Jake, like you were saying, I mean, he, he is a player that, that is feared. I mean, it's really that simple. Um, and I've heard a lot of stories like, like that about how, how players can't sleep. And, um, you know, so a quarterback is scared to snap the ball because, you know, he's scared of the linemen. Um, you know, so there's been so many stories like that. Um, but yeah, he's just man. He he's he's an he's an unbelievable player, and 
you know, it's gonna it's gonna help the other guys out so much. So just 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 an all around um, huge win for the Bears. You mentioned Akeem Hicks. He had eight and a half sacks last year, coming from the center, um, being double teamed himself. I I I cannot wait to see what he does. Um, Jeez, <laughs> when he doesn't have to be the focal point of the like teams were I'm sure teams prepared for Akeem Hicks as well and to have to prepare for Akeem Hicks with with um Khalil Mack in there as well I just I I don't they're not going to have an answer and then Leonard Floyd's speeding on the side like I don't I, I have no idea I don't know what people are going to do um especially if Khalil Mack just gets in there and plays the way he's he's been playing if he can produce the way he's been producing. Even if he produces a little less just because he is learning a new system, like no matter what, him on the field is better than anything anybody has already, any team other than Von Miller. I mean, you know, the what he provides is just nuts. I don't I don't think we could say that enough. I uh, mean this Bears defense is gonna be a pick your poison. Because if you double team Mac, then you're gonna have to deal with Hicks. And if you try to put more attention to Mac and Hicks, then you're going to have to deal with Floyd. And if you, I mean, and then going down the list, Eddie Goldman, Jonathan Bullard has shown well this uh, preseason. Kylie Fitz also shown well this preseason. Adrian Amos can come up in the box. Kyle Fuller can come around the corner. Like, it's very much going to be pick your poison. I'm excited to see what kind of mismatches Fangio tries to throw at teams. Oh, just bringing up Adrian Amos. Let's just talk about some of the guys who had sacks last year because of Vic Fangio's versatility. He had Christian Jones with two sacks, Danny Trevathan with two sacks, um, Nick Krakowski with two sacks, Eddie Goldman with one and a half sacks, Sam Ocho with three sacks, Mitch Unrein with two and a half sacks, Jonathan Bullard with a sack, Bryce Callahan coming from the outside probably getting a sack. Uh, let's see, Craven LeBlanc had a sack, Roy Robertson Harris had two sacks. Like This is all over the line. Howard Jones had a sack. Um, Vic Fangio is gonna have a field day. Like he's just gonna he's gonna send guys from everywhere because Khalil Mack is going to be the focal point, and these guys are gonna come in with with no <laughs> with just wide open spaces. I, I just I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun to watch. At the very least, even if we're still a seven seven win team, eight win team, at the very least to watch Khalil Mack and what he provides to our team, those losses are gonna be very very little i don't think we're gonna get blown out by very many teams and if we do lose it's not going to be because of our defensive play it's going to be because offense wasn't able to click the way we imagined in our heads and um then we have other problems i just i don't think our defense is going to be the reason why we lose and that's just that's my feeling so it's not because i've sat down and watched tape like i've said before in the past but i can tell you based off stats of last year and watching an entire season as a fan our defense was already the reason why we were in a lot of the games last year. So um, it's going to be a fun season. I mean, this is a top five defense now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. I remember talking before the season last year thinking, because I, I remember our preseason, we were we were putting a lot of pressure on the, on the quarterback. And I remember a few of us thinking – that it was going to be a top five defense last year. 
Um, but with a guy like Khalil Mack, like, there's no more thinking about it. Like, we are a top five defense with him on the team. Um, and I, I'm willing to I, – I will – you can hold me accountable at the end of the season. Like, oh, we only – like, I, I, I have no doubt in my mind what we're capable of now. Um, so, yes, to answer my previous question, and I've already said it, yes, I believe we're a playoff team now um, because of him just how it betters everybody on the field with him there. And just to see how, that's another uh, thing that was fun to watch on, on Twitter and social media is just to see how excited all the other guys on the team were too. Even, even guys in the division of the, of the Raiders, just some of their tweets that they put out like that, they were celebrating that Khalil Mack was gone. The the league respects him um, so much. Yeah, man, I'm just I'm just excited to watch this team. I've been I've been I'm sure you guys as well, but I've been um, waiting for this for this uh, Sunday night game against the Packers for so long since it's been announced. Honestly, um, but yeah, we're almost here. So yeah, let's get going. If if we aren't Super Bowl contenders now, let's just let's just put our GM hats on. And what could what would you do, whether it be trade or free agency? What would put us over the top? I know there's things that that go into it. Teams. Uh, I know there's things that go into a trade and free agency, cap space, all that good stuff. But if you could just go out and get a free agent, who who would you pick up? If you could go out and trade for somebody realistically, who would you go and get to put us over the top? What do we need? I guess the most basic part of that question is what what needs to happen in order for us to be the next level? I mean, uh, I mean, I don't really I can't think of a specific name like no, nobody really pops to the top of my head um, because I, I'm not really that familiar with the upcoming free agent class. And obviously a trade can happen at any time. But and we we did discuss this a little bit earlier. I just think the Bears need to really work on depth. I mean, because you look at this defense, they're solid just about everywhere. I think the only real thing you could really nitpick if you wanted to was that the Bears don't really have a true shutdown corner. They don't have a Jalen Ramsey or even a A.J. Bowie. Um, so I guess you could say that. I guess you could say a, a true shutdown court. And who knows, maybe Kyle Fuller turns into that guy. We don't know. But, uh, I mean, elsewhere, I would say it's just depth. I mean, they're solid everywhere. As long as you just get guys that can perform uh, and just do their job, I think as long as everyone else matures the way that we think they will, Trubisky and Robinson and uh, James Daniels and Jordan Howard, these guys just keep progressing. I, I think you're pretty much good. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Obviously, I don't know. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Yeah, that was actually what I was gonna say. Um, you know, you you asked what do the Bears need to be Super Bowl contenders, and in my opinion, I think it's just time. Um, I think it's just time for them to learn the system, to get comfortable with it, um, to get comfortable with with each other. Uh, and then same thing, obviously, with the with the defense. But um, the, for me, I, I'm more so talking about the offense. Um, obviously a new system, um, and Trubisky's still, you know, relatively new to this league. So, um, just getting him some more, uh, games under his belt, 
Um, and then, cause we, you know, we obviously have the talent. It's just, you know, just the chemistry, the, the, you know, just being comfortable with each other. And then after that, we can take it to the next step. Um, so after I asked you guys to prepare for that question, I thought about it as well. And I, I just, I think exactly, I completely concur with what you guys are saying. Cause I was thinking about where most of our holes are and it's more line. Uh, like offensive line Uh, but even then it's just because we have a lot of um, young guys that are on the line and the guys that could progress to these to serviceable um, uh, even better than service serviceable um, to actually good uh, offensive linemen so honestly where the the biggest need is it's not even that bad. It'd be nitpicking at that point. And I, I think we have a Super Bowl caliber caliber, t- caliber team. It's just a lack of experience. And I think with time, like you said, Chris, I think this team is scary good and it's super underrated. And I know these are it's very these are very bold statements and but based off the talent of this team and I, I so bold, but I do think Khalil Mack puts us over the edge because of what he brings uh, because of what it affects, uh, whether it be uh, the timing of the quarterback, just what it affects. That's just where it all starts. It starts with the quarterback. So if you could throw his rhythm off, everybody else benefits from that. Yeah, that's my opinion. It's just time, just like what you guys said. Um, I can't think of one addition that would, obviously you could say, oh, I would, I would go and trade for Odell Beckham Jr., but it's just not, that's not realistic. Like, And even then, you don't – I'd trade for Aaron Rodgers to get to to get an elite quarterback. Like, that's just not realistic. So with the team that we have, we don't know what Trubisky's going to be uh, skill-wise until we actually see him in this defense – I mean, in this offense. So I think right now with the skill that we have, that's just my call. I think I think we're there. We just have to put it together. And that may be bold, and I may be an idiot, <laughs> but I'm an excited idiot. So let's talk about this game that's coming up, uh, Packers and uh, Bears, Sunday night football. Is it a win or is it loss? a-, a loss? I know we talked about it in our win-loss um, show that we did, but that was before a lot, a lot, of, a lot of things happened since then. Uh, so yeah. where do you – yeah, including Khalil Mack, obviously. So where does this yep. put us now? Is this a, is this a win or a loss this week? I I really, 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 really want to say win. But the fact of the matter is that we still don't know what Roquan Smith's status is going to be, and we still really don't know what Khalil Mack's status is. We don't know. Obviously, he's saying he's been working out and staying in shape. But, again, this dude just walked into the building two days ago, three days ago, and is just now learning the playbook and just now starting to get the schemes together. And, obviously, you know, he's so talented and he's so – that's it. He's so talented that he's he'll probably be able to pick it up quick. And I'm sure Fangio will try to make it easy for him and maybe even borrow some plays from the Raiders to do so. but. Aaron Rodgers is a very magical man in the pocket. Like <laughs> yeah. I have all, I have all the 
respect in the world for Aaron Rodgers. I, I think he's a great quarterback, but just the things he can do on a football field are unbelievable. I mean, when the pocket breaks down, he can seemingly slip out of anybody's hands in the pocket. If he's got protection for enough time, he can fire it over anybody. And it's just, it, he's, he's arguably the best offensive player in the NFL. And yes, he's going against arguably the best defensive player in the NFL and Khalil Mack, but it's just, it, it's hard to bet against that guy, a guy who's won multiple games on Hail Marys, a guy who's burned the Bears so, so many painful times that it's just really hard for me to bet against that guy as much as I want to. I, I, I think I'm still taking the Packers. I think the Bears are uh, seven and a half point dogs. I'll take them to cover. I think it's going to be close, but I do think the Packers can still pull away in this one. Chris, where do you stand? It's just something about the Packers, man. I feel like they could be... Rambo, too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they could be, you know, 1-14, and 14 and we can be 15-0, and 0 and we play them in the last game, and they'd beat us. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, that that's just how it goes. So, um, you know, with, with like you were talking about Aaron Rodgers, he's just, it, it's it's a gift, when it comes to him, um, that's that's the best way to describe it, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but you know, I still don't feel confident enough to give give them the win in this game. Um, so I'm gonna have to give it give it a loss. Um, it sucks uh, because it would be a, such an amazing game to win. But uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's a win, though. I'll say that. I'll just leave it at that. Well, I said it. I said it in our our, our win loss episode, and I'll say it again. I think, <laughs> I think it's even more of a win now. I think I think we got it. Um, let's go and let's talk about the game. Let's talk about our favorite matchups in the game. So the easy answer would be Khalil Mack against the offensive line, wherever he's lining up. Um, that's the easy answer. So let's 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 go let's go past that. Uh, and we'll start with you, Chris. What, what matchup are you excited about? Um, well, one thing I'm looking forward to seeing is um, we know the Packers have struggled with their secondary over the last couple of years. Um, I, I want to see who's going to be on Allen Robinson uh, for the majority of the game. Um, because if it's one of their rookies, they could be in for a long night. Um, and then other than that, they don't really have a corner who stands out, in my opinion. Um, and I'm, that's not that's not me hating on the Packers or anything. I'm just just football wise, um, you know that I, even I'm, even their fans have told me they're not confident in their secondary. So um, I, I'm I'm looking for our receivers to try to exploit that um, and use that to our advantage. I've seen I've seen some things come up like pass by on Twitter uh, about Josh Jackson. Um, I heard he's been decent. He was their first round pick, I think, or maybe second. I don't know. Yeah, he was. Um, he's, he's had quite a quite a few interceptions, but yeah, I've heard. I mean, not just heard. Even last year, their secondary wasn't that good. But I mean, they have a new defensive coordinator in Pettin. So, I mean, we all know how great he did with the Browns. So, yeah, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but Jake, what are you looking forward to with this game? Um, kind of. Kind of the flip of what Chris said. I'm actually looking for the Bears secondary against Aaron Rodgers. Um, 
obviously Kyle Fuller got paid this offseason after the Packers tried to steal him away. Uh, Adrian Amos and Eddie Jackson have had another offseason together. Prince of Mukamara got himself a long deal after he had been bouncing around the league on one-year deals for a while. So I'm really interested to see how this secondary responds because, I mean, furthermore, we know that the Bears have struggled to find continuity in their secondary in the last handful of seasons. Um, so now this is the first year, I think four or five years, that the Bears have are returning all the same starters, and that goes even all the way down to the slot corner and Bryce Callahan. But uh, going back to what I was saying a couple minutes ago, Aaron Rodgers is a magical man on a football field, yeah. and he has, he has burned the Bears many a time. So I'm very interested to see uh, how the Bears secondary does. I'm interested. I think me and Chris had said a couple weeks ago that uh, we highlighted Eddie Jackson as a player to watch uh, the season as more of a playmaker. And I'm very interested to see how, if, how, if at all, that continuity has helped the Bears this offseason and helping that secondary come together. Yeah, I saw the, the interview with Mike McCarthy talking about how now that Cleo Mack's on the Bears, how they've, they've already had to stay up uh, preparing for Cleo Mack. Um, and so what that tells me is they're already thinking about if, if Cleo Mack's on the field, how are we going to contain him? So, like I said earlier, my, my matchup that I'm excited about is Akeem Hicks against, against one-on-one matchups, finally. Um, even, even, if, even if they double-team him, kind of like what you said, Jake, I mean, that just gotta free, that's just going to free up Floyd. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about everybody else on the line other than Khalil Mack. So I'm just excited about uh, seeing Rodgers on his back, hopefully, so. Even if it's quarterback hits, I'm just excited about seeing Rodgers down. So we got a loss, a loss, and a win for this week. Um, but based off y'all's, the way you guys said it, I would say that you guys are more leaning towards the, the a close game, though. We'll, we'll at least say that, right? Yeah, I, I think within a touchdown. So real quick, we talked about the game coming up. Let's talk about the practice squad, and then we can kind of peace out, uh, finish the finish the podcast. So, so the guys that made the practice squad were quarterback Tyler Bray, running backs Taquan Mizell, and Ryan Nall. Uh, Tanner Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Nall. I'll repeat his name. Um, he had a great, great uh, preseason four game, and um, a lot of a lot of what. Uh, Jake was saying came true in our in our podcast. So, uh, yeah, c- congratulations, Jake. You're right about I'll say it something. again for the people in the back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Chicago's beloved Tanner Gentry made the practice squad. Um, offensive lineman Dejon Allen and James Stone. Defensive lineman Abdullah Anderson. Linebacker Josh Josh Woods and defensive backs. Michael Joseph and Jonathan Mincy. Um, so some guys to note that are a guy to note that didn't make it, which is interesting because we do have offensive linemen on the list is Jordan Morgan. Um, our fifth round draft pick last year. Fifth I think it was sixth. Yeah, yeah. F- fifth or sixth. Either way, we, we use the draft pick on, which is um, pretty rare to let go this early. So, um, Chris, you want to hit on some of the guys on the on the practice squad? 
yeah. Um, you know, it's a decent uh, bunch this year. Um, I really like Michael Joseph. I think he can turn into a very solid uh, depth player. Uh, maybe even more. Who knows? Um, Ryan Nall, obviously, um, turned, yeah. turned into <laughs> a, <laughs> he turned into a to a fan favorite. Um, and you know that's that's about it, in my opinion. Those are the the guys that really stand out to me. Um, but yeah, it's a decent decent bunch this year. Go ahead, Jake. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm very excited about Ryan Nall making it to the practice squad. I thought for sure he'd get picked up by someone, and my running joke was that it'd be the Patriots and he'd become a superstar. Um, glad he made it. Uh, I agree with Chris. Uh, Michael Joseph making it, I think, is a, a very big deal. Joseph flashed a little bit in the preseason, and uh, I think he could be good given some time. Tyler Bray, glad he's back. He obviously brings some experience and depth. Uh, in case something horrific happens this season and they need him. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I think for a practice squad, this is pretty decent depth. I think this is pretty decent guys to have uh, in and around the building, just in case. Um, obviously, Tanner Gentry, good for him. Like you said, Josh, fan favorite. Good to have him back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's my only note is Ryan Nall fullback by week eight, calling it. All right. um, Ryan Michael, Nall- Michael Bird, no disrespect, but – Get out of my face. <laughs> um, Ryan Nall is interesting. Um, a friend of mine is actually a huge Oregon fan, and they, I guess, when he had the ball, they used to call him the Wrecking Nall. So he's definitely like oh, fan I'm favorite. All no ma- I'm yeah. all in on that name. <laughs> the Wrecking Nall. And so um, he's, he's a fan favorite no matter where he goes. I mean, if you have a nickname, people like you. Like That's just fact. Like, Taquan Mizell had the nickname Smoke. Like people, people like him, um, even though he's not. Um, he didn't show very many flashes this preseason, but I mean, he was good in college. So it's it's hard it's hard to beat history. If you can look back and see that you had history, it's hard to let you go. If that makes sense, you know. Does that yeah. does that does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I. We are so excited for the season to start. Uh, we've talked about it before, and there's just so much to look forward to. So many question marks of, is this real or not? And we get to find out in four days. I think it is five days. What's today? Tuesday? So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Six days. Uh, five days. Sorry. I can't count. Five days. Five days. We get to finally know, is this well, team and by for real? the time this comes out, it'll be even sooner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so today's Tuesday, five days from today. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bears Nation Podcast. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, it's Bears Nation Chai, C-H-I. And we are on Instagram. We're on um, Facebook. We will always be talking about how excited we are about Bears football. Um, if you enjoyed the show, just give it a follow, subscribe. Uh, on five Anchor. Stars only. Five stars only, please. <laughs> don't 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 put one star just the, in spite of the five star only. Uh, anyways, um, on Anchor.fm, uh, you can give us an applause if you want. They have that feature. So whatever you're listening to, just give us some give us some love. So I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And I'm Chris. And bear down. Welcome.